Previously on Baldur's Gate. With this message, I have sent more of the mineral poison you require. If you have any problems, then send a message to my new contact in Baragost. His name is Transit. I am Zan, a grey cloak of Evereska, and as proficient in the ways of magic as any man can be. I've come for you, Prism. No, not yet. My work is nearly done. Please, I implore you. These southern parts are set quite afire with the talk of your work in Nashkel. I am Officer Vi of the Flaming Fist, and to be honest, I could use your help. Why do you bother me? Can't you see I'm in a hurry to get out of this damn town? Perhaps you could tell me why you are in such a hurry. I'm not gonna tell you guys anything. Get out of my face. Oh, you won't be rid of me that easily. I know you're up to no good. Now. Tell me everything you know. You know what I'm up to, eh? Well, maybe something you don't know about is my magical skills. Y'all might not believe me, but if you're not out of my face in five seconds, I'll blast you to kingdom come! I'm not afraid of any mage. If it's a fight you want, then bring it on. I warned ya! Now you pay the price! One. Transit casts ghost armor as he trades blows with Gorilla. As the rest of the party runs upstairs to assist, it shall be even bloodier than you hoped. Gorilla takes five acid damage from Transig. Immediately, Imwan lands a critical shot for eight damage on Transig. Transig casts magic missile on Gorilla. It strikes him three times for a total of ten damage, and Gorilla takes an additional six acid damage, sending him in the red. Emuan lands another shot on Transig for 5 missile damage. Transig's ghost armor must be making it incredibly hard to hit him because the party continues to miss. We have Nira cast Nahal's Reckless Dwarmer with Magic Missile. Dynahir also casts Magic Missile and it strikes Transig 3 times for a total of 10 damage. As Gorilla continues to suffer acid damage, Minsk lands a shot on Transig and Nira has a wild surge. Hiccups. Transig takes an additional 8 magic damage from Dynahir, then an additional 8 magic damage from Minsk. Transig falls to a shot from Emuan's bow for 6 damage, and the party gains 975 experience. As Nira continues to suffer from uncontrollable hiccups, we travel to the town of Nashgel to report back on what happened to Prism. We arrive on day 32, hour 10. As we walk down the dirt path surrounded by grass which leads into town. Loser, loser, loser. We pass three children along the way. We continue into the small town. Notice the commoner staring out into the cemetery. Me youngins are waiting. She recognizes us as the adventurers that save the mines. She tells us she should be thankful and all she knows that. But there's just so much more to be done. While the mines are clear, the bandits still rule the roads, and the relations between Am and Baldur Skate are still horrible, there's lots to be done. We see that word has gotten around about our deeds in the mines. Not far ahead. We see Baron Gaskell waiting for us, in front of Nolan's temple. You've returned! 
It seems I was right to trust you. The town thanks you wholeheartedly. Please take this 900 gold for your efforts. It is a small fortune by anyone's standards. Thank you again. I also found this vial of liquid on one of the kobolds in the mines. I think it may have something to do with the iron. Hmm. I'm no master of metals, but you might want to show that to Thunderhammer up in Baragost. He might know a little more. Again, thank you for all you've done. Good on you if you save the day. Our reputation has gone up by one. We gain 1,000 experience, 900 gold, and we lose Molahi's holy symbol along with a letter. We recall Thunderhammer. Being the name of the blacksmith we insulted back in Baragost, hopefully he will still speak with us. As we walk the gravel path leading into Nalan's temple, as per usual, we glance over at one of the gravestones. This one says, Ben's last words. I regret nothing! Helm watch over thee upon thy quest. Given that most of the party members are currently wounded, we consider having Nalan heal them for a suitable donation, but decide against it given that we can rest in the inn down the street. With ease. The main road grows more narrow here, and the light blue river bends closer to the town here. As we get ready to enter the Nashgale store, another commoner speaks to us. So what I heard? I heard that some brave souls went through the mines, and gave them beasties a big ol' whooping in there. Sure hope it's true. If it's true, it pretty much solves all your problems, doesn't it? <laughs> Not by a long shot, don't matter if we got ore, when bandits control the roads north. Besides, everyone still thinks I'm as behind it all. If they are, it means war ain't far off. No more troubles, I wish. We enter the Nashgal General Store and are welcomed by the familiar amber glow from the sconce on the wall. There be a fine looking pelt, if I ever seen one. Good on you, here's a fair price for you. Pleasure doing business with you. Show me a pretty bit of gold. You can have anything in this store. I've got the gold, but do you have anything I need? We hand over the winter wolf pelts that the storekeep requested. Hmm? The party Major gains rat. 500 gold. Next, we sell off the loot we acquired on our journey, such as gems, weapons, duplicate spells. Nira has a quick look at one of the scrolls before she attempts to learn it. Entitled Web, Evocation, Level 2, Range 40 feet, duration 1 turn, casting time of 2, area of effect 15 foot radius. A web spell creates a many layered mass of strong sticky strands similar to spider webs but far larger and tougher. The web spell covers a maximum area of about 15 feet in radius, roughly the same size as a fireball. Creatures caught within the webs, or simply touching them, become stuck among the gluey fibers. Anyone in the area when the spell is cast must roll a saving throw versus spell with a negative two penalty. She successfully copies it into her spellbook. With this new spell, she now has more level two spell options to memorize before she rests. We actually have quite a few spells that we've looted, possibly looted off of the mages and sorcerers we've previously battled with. While Nira already knows many of these, Dinah here does not. So we hand her the ones which her invoker class is able to learn. She attempts to learn armor, which is a nine hour magical field of force that serves as if it were scale mail armor, but she fails to learn it and the scroll dissipates into thin air. How about blindness, success? How about Larlock's Minor Drain, which is the necromancy spell which we recall from our travels with Zar and Monteron? Success, protection from petrification, that would be a very useful one. We learned that the hard way with Nira. Failed to copy into the mage book, unfortunately. Grease, success. 
With that, we've built up her arsenal of spells a bit more. No less than done. But we also remember that we can only have a few memorized at a time in between each rest. We sell off the remaining loot and exit the store. Whatever they need. With ease. I am death come for thee. Surrender, and thy passage shall be quicker. As we take our first steps on the road toward the Nashgale Inn, a hooded man standing outside of the inn calls out to us. His name is Nimble. Struggle if you must, dead one. I do not mind working for my money. I'm not surrendering to anything. Why Nimble was hired to deal with the likes of you, I'll never know. Before Nimble can attack, we have Nero cast Nahal's Major Reckless Dwarmer with Acid Arrow. Dynahir casts Magic Missile. Dorn casts Poison Weapon. The rest of the party targets Nimble, who immediately casts Mirror Image. We notice another party joining in to attack Nimble, and it's Rasad, the monk who we met the first time we visited this town. Dynahir's Magic Missile lands for 7 damage to Nimble, who retaliates with a spell of his own, who casts Horror on Dynahir. Nira attempts to cast Sleep. Nimble's horror spell seems to affect the other party members, as both Nira and Emoin go into panic status. Nira's sleep spell causes a wild surge. Gold destroyed. <laughs> and apparently some of our gold vanishes. Minsk is now in a panic as well, and half of the party runs around in chaos. Gorilla, Dorn, and Rasad continue to attempt striking at Nimble, who is still surrounded by illusions, and he takes 6 crushing damage from Rasad's fists. Nimble lends a powerful magic missile on Gorilla for 17 damage, and Gorilla's health is now in the red, at 2 out of 56. Dorn decides he's had enough, and lands a powerful slash for 36 damage on Nimble, dismembering Nimble, and ending the battle. We gain 650 experience, and wait for Nira and Minsk to come back to their senses. Nira ended up at the church, and Imwen somewhere in the woods. As we wait, Dinah here makes small talk. From the ground, we loot a pair of unidentified boots, an unidentified ring, throwing axes, gold, and a spell scroll entitled Find Familiar, uh -huh. and a letter that Nimble was holding yeah. onto, given that we know we're going to take a long rest shortly. We have Nira memorize multiple instances of identify. We approach Rasad once again. Your wish, it will be done. You seem like someone who would appreciate the tenets of my order. May I tell you more about Salune and the Sansor monks? Not now. Farewell. Farewell. Until we meet again, may you walk in moonlight. We're not in the mood to hear more of his preachings. We enter the Nashgal Inn. I like this inn. It's small, has a large wooden bar and wooden bar stools. Fairly empty, possibly due to the hour. Never had rats. No sorry. The party sits at the L-shaped bar with wax candles atop the counter. What can you give me tonight? We start with a round of bitter black ale for one gold and listen to the barkeep fill us in on local rumors. Volo's blasted review. Cut my business in half. I'll take him for a chat out back. Next I see him. Another round. This time. Shadow Dark Ale for one gold. Next, Tanajir Stout Ale for two gold. Next, Mead, four gold. We decide to get completely drunk today in celebration of our victories and praise from the townsfolk, so we drink the last one on the menu. Blood Wine for eight gold. The barkeep continues. The innkeep offers every type of room here except the royal, and that's fine. We pay him five gold for a stay in the noble room. 
None but the most pampered dandy would have any complaints with these accommodations. Yes? The party wakes up eight hours later, only partially healed. Gorilla casts a few healing spells. And we have dinner with one of the commoners, seated in front of the fireplace. This one seems to recognize us. Hey, ain't you them folks that just finished clearing out their minds? Think one of your names was Gorilla? Well, I gotta thank you. What you done has saved our community. We approach another commoner having a drink. Uh, it's a good day for change. The mines have been purged and that means back to work for a lot of folks. Good news for all concerned. Any word on those responsible? You mean the heroes? Why sure. Gorilla was the name I heard. Don't know if it's true or not though. The story gets bigger with each telling. By the time I heard it, the heroes are ten feet tall and using tree trunks for clubs. Meanwhile, Nero works on identifying some of the rare gear we picked up. She starts with the ring. It reveals itself as a Topsiders crutch. Ring of Infravision, Topsiders crutch merchants that dare to risk trading with the drow of the Great Rift are often given these items to aid in their movements underground. Equipped abilities, infravision up to 120 feet. Not usable by Wizard Slayer. She checks her spellbook once again to brush up on the details of infravision. It's a divination spell, lasts two hours. It gives the ability to see infravision, just as an elf or dwarf would. She then examines the boots, which turns out to be senses of the cat, boots of avoidance. The magic of these boots was specifically designed to detect incoming missiles and aid the wearer in avoiding them. They were originally commissioned by the instructor of an archery academy who had grown tired of suffering accidents at the hands of inexperienced students. <laughs> Statistics, equipped abilities, armor class plus six versus missile attacks, weight of four. We have Dine here equip the new boots and her old boots, Talos's gift, go to Minsk, granting him 50% electrical resistance. Next, the unidentified short sword which turns out to be a short sword plus one. Finally, the unidentified longsword identifies as Varscona plus two. Blades of this type were long used by Sharon priests during the sacrificial rites of the Feast of the Moon ceremonies. Legends say that when she passed on, the remains of the sword's wielder were mummified and the blade was placed within her chest as a symbol of power. In the first stage of a long-forgotten ritual, she was to have been exhumed in a season. Unfortunately, cult wars killed the few that knew of her existence. Her tomb became a prison where she was forgotten, and there she developed a rage that bordered on insanity. Her grave was eventually found, but it was deserted and gave no indication of her whereabouts. Some venture to say that she became one with the very blade of her weapon. Regardless, after hundreds of years surrounded by constant hate, the sword harvested a power of its own. It is now exceedingly deadly in combat. Statistics, Thaco plus two, damage 1d8 plus two, plus one cold damage. Speed factor of three, proficiency type, longsword, one-handed, requires five strength, weight of three. Before we have anyone equip it, we check their proficiencies once again to see if anyone is versed in longswords. Not Dinah here. She is proficient in sling, gorilla, flail, two-handed sword, and mace. Dorne's specialty is axes and two-handed sword. Minsk also two-handed sword and longbows. Emoin short sword, dagger, and shortbow. Finally, Nira's being quarterstaff.
Gorilla equips Topsider's Crutch. Now that we've gone through most of the loot, we have Dynahir memorize Magic Missile twice, Shocking Grasp, and Grease. Nero memorizes Nahal's four times, of course, and Web. We rest again. And exit the inn. Four AM. We proceed toward the arched stone bridge, which leads toward the town exit. A commoner stands in the center of the bridge, looking out into the river, and he stops us as we attempt to walk past. You? You look familiar for some reason. Kinda looked like the group that stormed the mine. Leastwise, you look like the description my brother Emerson gave. Ah, heck. Even if it's not you, I just feel like thanking someone. Good work down there. I only did what was necessary. Could have been anyone. Nay, it couldn't have been anyone. People were scared. Most still are. Don't get me wrong. Everyone is grateful. It's just that things aren't going to change much. Rumors still talk of Amnion plots and Jinterum agents, and iron is still going to be scarce for a while. At least until the trade routes are cleared of bandits, anyway. We check our map. Our destination of Baragast is fairly far north of here. So before we head there, we decide to take to exploring the wilderness to the northwest, and zigzag our way up to Baragast. Day 33. Hour 20. The journey took 16 hours, and we end up in a forest to the northeast of the Knoll Stronghold where we rescued Dinahir. We appear to be on the east end of this forest, so we make our way west. Almost immediately, we're stopped in our tracks by an armed man shouting at us. He's accompanied by a woman who appears to be a magic user, and also a large orc. Stop where you are! If you throw down your weapons and cooperate, no one will be hurt! If you don't, you'll all die! A very simple decision on your part. What is it you want with us, and who are you? My name is Tingan. This is my girl, Jembi. And the ugly one is Zekker. What we want is your money. Hand over all your cash and you'll be unharmed. Before you do anything rash, think it over a while. I'm sure your life is worth more than the little gold you might possess. Greedy bandits, you infest our roads with your stink. Draw steel. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Now you die. We attempt to get the jump on the enemy and have Dinahir cast magic missile on Tynigan. Nira casts Nahals in combination with Sleep on his companion Jembi, attempting to take her out of the equation for a while. Immediately, Jembi casts Mirror Image and takes three missile damage from Emwin. Nira casts Sleep, but a wild surge occurs. Entangled, Tynigan takes nine magic damage from Dinahir. Dinahir prepares to cast her second magic missile, while Nira attempts Nahals with Chromatic Orb. Zekar takes 16 slashing damage from Minsk's new sword, along with an additional one cold damage. Nira's Chromatic Orb doesn't get cast due to another wild surge. Held. Nira is now entangled and held. Jambi is now held. Zekar has a morale failure. Berserk. Tynigan attacks Gorilla while Zekar attacks Minsk. Dorn slashes Zekar for 18 damage and finishes him off. Jembi takes 5 missile damage from Emwin. Then Tynigan takes 6 missile damage from Emwin. Tynigan attacks Minsk and causes 6 crushing damage, but Minsk counters and connects 12 slashing plus 1 cold damage. Once again, Dorn steps in and kills Tynigan, this time after 15 slashing damage. 500 experience. Only Jembi now remains. Emwin gets the kill after 3 damage, and we gain another 350 experience. 
jewelry, gold, a healing potion, an unidentified mage robe that we stripped from Jembi, a few spell scrolls, and of course, we scalp Tynigan. Yes, with ease. Before we continue on our way west, and come across a very large pond. So clear that we can see all of the shale and gravel at the base of it. We continue along the edge of the pond, and through trees of vivid colors, we encounter a group of muscular gnolls armed with their traditional razor-sharp pikes. Both parties charge. Emoin tags one for six damage from a short bow. More gnolls charge from the woods. From behind them, we see another figure also battling with the gnolls. Minsk takes out one of his mortal enemies with 15 slashing damage. Dorn takes out another, 17 slashing damage. We pursue the gnolls who left the battle to charge the other warrior. As we get closer, we see a solitary, white-haired figure, armed with a blade in each hand, surrounded by six gnolls. The stranger shouts at us, his name, Drizzt. You there, will you help a stranger in need? Uh -huh. I am beset by gnolls! Fear not, we will not stand aside while another is in peril. The fight is joined, and I welcome your aid. these gnolls are, and I'll be glad to be done with them. Thank you to Clement Chow, who performed the voice work for Emerson's brother and bar patrons. Clement is a narrator who performs audio description for various forms of mainstream media, or as most of us know him, the Assault Freak. If you'd like to reach out to Clement for work, his email can be found in the description below, along with links to some of his work. Thanks, Clement. And thank you to Remy Chartier, who performed voice work for Nimble, Tynigan, Baron Gaskill, and Drizzt. Remy's latest two projects include providing the narration for a horror-themed RPG on Kickstarter, along with music, voice, and sound for a short indie film. If you would like to reach out to Remy for work, his email and links to some of his work can also be found below. Also check out Sightless Combat, who has a project called Transcribing Video Games. It's really good, amazing quality, check him out. Links to other contributors to Gorilla's Playthrough are also listed below, including Renee Kim, who is gracious enough to provide her voice acting to multiple episodes, and Brandon Cole, who is a blind accessibility advocate and consultant. Everyone who works on this donates their time voluntarily, so please support them any way you can, as they're very talented and hardworking. This project is for all to enjoy, but also made with a visually impaired in mind and bringing this Baldur's Gate experience to the visually impaired. Thus, if you would like to support this project and to help it grow, reach more people who can enjoy it, liking and subscribing to this channel, if you want, helps to get it on the map. Hope you enjoy this, and I humbly thank you for joining us. Genterum, gentarim, genterin, gen, genterum, excuse me, it's not part of it. Even if it's not you, I just feel like thanking someone. Good work down there. It was my great pleasure to help you, the common man. Could not stand by while such villainy was allowed to pass. Amnion? Am Amnion plots, oh man. <laughs> Show me a pretty bit of gold. You can have anything in this store. Sorry, I'm keeping the coins to myself today. Struggle if you must, dead one. I do not mind working for my money. I surrender. I don't wish a fight. Just don't hurt us. Leastwise, you look like the description- Oh my god, I can't talk today. You seem like someone who would appreciate the tenets of my order. 
May I tell you more about Salune and the Sun Soul monks? Tell me about the Sun Soul Order of the Salune, the Order of the Sun Soul. Fuck this. Gorilla was the name I heard. The story gets bigger with every telling. With each telling. Whoops. <laughs> Yikes. Stop where you are! If you throw down your weapons and cooperate, no one will be hurt! If you don't, you'll all die! Here's our money. Can we leave now? You there, will you help a stranger in need? This is not my concern, and I would rather be elsewhere right now. Fight your own battles. 